Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Stephen Van Bellingham. Uh, Stephen, you are in did you say Austria, right? No. No, no, Belgium. 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 I'm in Belgium. Yeah, the other small European country. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Stephen, for joining <laughs> us. Uh, your website, uh, stephenvanbellingham.com. The spelling on all of that, you just click on notes and we've got it, everything <laughs> linked up. Uh, I'm excited, Stephen, to talk about this because I'm a huge fan of, of really leaning into brilliant customer experiences, consumer experiences, um, because ultimately the market is what decides, right? And so exactly. we have to communicate not in the way that we want to communicate necessarily, but in the way that our consumers, our customers want to buy. And, and that's kind of where you come in. Exactly. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And so um, from a high level, go ahead and explain your work and, and what you do. Well, for the last 20 years, I've been studying consumer behavior. Mm -hmm. um, marketing research at business schools. After that, I became an entrepreneur, started to, to dive into the action, um, wrote five books about the topic, about huh. the future of customer experience. Wow. And I'm a speaker and author entrepreneur. That's what I do. Wow. And with that core focus, always looking at customer behavior and customer experience. Yeah. So let's talk about the evolution of said customer uh, over the past 10, 15 years in particular, you know, uh, and, and what have you seen in your time? Well, I, I think that we're at a very interesting point. Uh, if you look to what happened in the past, let's say, 10 years, we saw a lot of companies that, that grew because they were more convenient than what we used to have in a non-digital world. Uh, and companies like Uber, Amazon, all those famous names became successful because of that. I think if you look at where we are right now, uh, because of COVID, we had the big digital jump forward. And by now, everyone knows where to find easy to get stuff. And it's easy to find what you need. It's easy to buy what you need. So digital convenience has become like a commodity. It's what people find natural. It's like the most normal thing in the world. So if I look ahead, I think that on top of having a good product and good service, on top of having great digital convenience, organizations will have to try to become more what I call a partner in life where you look for ways to have a positive change in people's lives, where it's not about your customer journey anymore, where you try to optimize the buying procedure, but it's about the life journey of customers, where you have the empathy it needs to create value in people's day-to-day -day life. And I think that's how you will be able to differentiate your organization in the next couple of years. Yeah, right, right. So um, talk about the attention span of, of users, right, in a world that's just so insanely noisy. Well, we, we all know what happened with attention span, right? It, <laughs> it, it decreased rapidly. I, I saw that now, like, let, let's say at the end of 2020, an average adult spends about 13.5 hours a day watching a screen. So that means that that's 810 minutes a day. That means that if you sleep seven hours a night, that 75% of the time that you're awake, you're watching a screen. And that's only assuming that you're doing one screen at a time. And the truth is we're doing multiple screens. So the attention span is close to zero right now. So it takes <laughs> quite a lot of efforts to, to make a difference here. 
And just because of that, we need to focus more than ever on creating value for customers. It's not about what we want to say. It's about what they want to hear. And if you, if you flip that around and you start to make your, your communication and everything that you do, you create stuff from that customer point of view, that increases your chances of getting people's attention. Yeah. What is the inclination of most small business owners when they think about communicating with their customers? Like, where do most people uh, make errors? Well, the, there are so many small business business owners that always think about what do I need to say today, and they have the feeling like when you talk about content marketing on, on social media that after a week or two that they've said everything there is to say, right? So I always invite you know, small business owners to turn it around and, and just look at your own expertise and ask people or, or ask yourself, what kind of questions do we get when we deal with customers? What are like the 100 questions that keep coming back over and over again? And those 100 questions, that is like your way forward. That's the, the inspiration you have to create content that is relevant for people. If they ask it to you in real life, there's a big chance that they're going to be looking for the same kind of information when they're going through an online search. And that can be your starting point to create content online. And I think the biggest mistake is that people don't start from the customer. They start yeah. with that question, what do we need to share? And that's the wrong starting point, in yeah. my opinion. What, what is the better way of, of finding that? What's an effective way of finding that information out from your customers? Like, how do we ask? Like, how do we, how do we know we're getting good information uh, when we try to ask that question? Oh, I don't think we need to ask. I think that they will ask the questions to us. When, when you're selling swimming pools, they're going to say, hey, what's the difference between this kind of filter and this kind of filter? And uh, what's the average temperature of the water? How much is it going to cost me? How long does it take to build, uh, to, to install a swimming pool in my backyard? So uh, people ask questions when they buy stuff. And that is your input. That's the good news. You don't need to ask anything. They will ask you, but you just mm -hmm. have to remember the kind of questions people have. Yeah. Uh, you know, you wrote the book, a couple of books on this subject, right? You wrote uh, The Conversation Company and The Conversation Manager. Uh, can you give us kind of a 101 of, of what those books uh, talked about? And, and again, this was back in, what, 2012 uh, and has become only more and more and more relevant today. Yeah, true. The conversation manager was 2010 and then conversation company two years after that. Wow. Basically, th this is the beginning of the age of social media, right? And, and this is the moment when we start to understand in, in the world of marketing that it was about adding value. It was more a pool model than a push model and that it was about word of mouth, basically. Uh, and I, I still believe that word of mouth is the most impactful advertisement that an organization can get, your customers that recommend your business to others. And then if you reverse engineer that, then the question is, okay, what do we need to do as a business owner to make sure that people start to talk about us? And that's a good question to start. I, when people ask me, what kind of KPI, what kind of measurement do we need to work with? I always recommend them to work with the level of excitement that you generate. Because if you make people excited about something, then you can be almost 100% sure that they're going to talk about it. And, and if you take excitement as a measurement instrument, you will start to make different decisions. You will start to ask yourself, okay, if I have a certain service or a certain product, I can deliver that and people will be happy. What do I need to add on top of that to create excitement? 
And once you have that done, that's the moment that the word of mouth will start to, you know, have its impact. And that was basically what my conversation books were about. How can you create conversations about your brand? You can start a conversation, but it's even more impactful if you create conversation starters so that people will start to talk about you. Yeah. Um, now, of course, we want to leverage technology. We want to leverage social media. Um, and I would imagine, you know, there are processes and systems that we can set up so that we can more efficiently have uh, very authentic conversations with our customers. What do you see? Uh, you know, what technologies do you see? I mean, what tools should we really be leveraging so that we can be better engaging uh, more authentically with our customers? Well, there there are two sides to this story. On the one hand, indeed, you can use technology like marketing automation tools, like uh, what HubSpot, for instance, is doing, where you can, if you have a good database, if you have your content, then you can you know send it to the right people in a very efficient way. So I think you need tools like that to support the whole process and the whole philosophy behind it. Um, I also see a lot of um, artificial intelligence tools that are helping behind the scenes to improve your customer service. You have tools that look into your customer service data from the past. And then when a new question comes in from a customer, they will that system will dive into your data from the past and will automatically generate an, a potential answer. And then you can look at the answer, you can customize it, and then you can send it. It, it creates speeds, it increases your productivity. So there are a number of tools that I think are very relevant. On the other hand, especially for small business owners, mm -hmm. I think that you can never forget about the human touch. I'm, a, I'm personally, for instance, a big believer in an email instead of an emailing. Uh, mm -hmm. When I have important content that I want to share with my key clients, I don't put it in marketing automation, but oh. I sit down on Sunday and I write 1,000 emails. And I personalize 1,000 emails myself because I know that customer and I just write, I, I have like, a, a, a you know, like the, the core of the message is the same. But then I add two or three sentences to all of those emails yeah. and I do that manually. And then I just see that I have a close to 100% opening rate and they're totally. like 80% of the people who are replying. So putting in the human effort is something that is so valuable. And it's something that most people are too lazy for to do. Yep. But if you do it, it completely differentiates yourself uh, compared to others. Well, let's, you know, if we consider our own behavior, this is what I do when I get an email, I scan it really quickly. I'm like, was this sent to me personally or is this an email blast? If it's an exactly. email blast, I delete it. If yep. it's personally, I'm not going to be that jerk that doesn't <laughs> respond back, right? Because, you know, uh, my friend Steven sent me a personal email. I'm going to, I don't want him to think that I'm just ghosting him because again, friends don't, friends don't ghost friends, right? Exactly. We, if I feel like you took time out of your day to message me, I'm going to acknowledge that, right? Yeah, and so, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and so it's, it, you know, this is the same principle we see with getting media coverage with, you know, uh, influencer outreach. It's like, if you take the time to um, be human uh, with with people, then, you know, it's better to spend I mean, a thousand I don't know how you do that, <laughs> but, you know, even if it were like a hundred, uh, that is more valuable than a blast to, you know, 5,000, 10,000, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I fully agree. And and if people, you know, it's all also some people may say, hey, you know what, we're going to put a whole bunch of people in copy. But I noticed if you mail something to 10 people, you get no reply. 
if you send it yeah. to one individual, you always get a reply. Yeah. It, it's like, you know, it's the individual like coziness that you create digitally that creates that impact. Yeah. Yeah. Your newest book, The Offer You Can't Refuse. Tell me more about this. Um, Offer You Can't Refuse talks about which components you need in today's world to add value to the modern consumer. I, I touched upon it briefly in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are four layers that create value today. Mm. Of course, you have you need a great product and great competitive pricing. You need that digital convenience, but that's the basics. That, that's the norm. That's the minimum. And then you can differentiate with two dimensions. The one that I talked about before is the partner in life strategy. How can you have a positive change in people's lives? But there's something else that people value more and more. And that's if you can add, if you can contribute to society, if you can leverage your strengths to add value to the community. And and that's not just in terms of sustainability, but it's also social engagement in your own community. How can you contribute to something? And if you work on those four layers, good product, service price, digital convenience, partner in life, changing your world, if you combine that and if you create one experience out of that, that's the moment when you have an offer people can't refuse. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, it, we're, in the video, you could see this, but um, in, in behind you, you have a little picture of Joy from the movie. Uh, oh, Inside Out. Inside, Inside Out. out. Thank you. Yeah. And, you, and the, the, the sign says, what would Joy do? Tell me more about that. It's a metaphor that I use a lot. I'm a huge Disney fan. Um, yeah. So I always try to use Disney metaphors. And, and I have this video on my YouTube channel. People can check it out. It, it says, what would Joy do? And if you, I don't know if you've seen the film, but if you, if you watch Inside Out, it's about, it tells the story about a little girl that has to change schools and we can see what that does with her emotions in her brain. So we see the story being told from the emotions from her brain, right? And if you watch that film, you start to understand that the person who programmed us made a huge mistake because we have five key emotions and four of them are negative. We only have one positive emotion. That's joy. And then you have anger, you have disgust, you have fear, and you have sadness. And reality is when you go into companies and they have to make a decision about a customer, very often the discussion is being led by those four annoying characters, by anger, by fear, by disgust. And, And then you make the wrong decision for the customer. So I always ask clients, what would joy do? If you're having a debate about what to do for a customer, just ask yourself, what would joy do? And if you let joy take more decisions in your organization, you're going to score more points on the human level. I'm convinced about that. And I use that as a metaphor. People just remember that. Yeah, dude, I see you work with, uh, you've worked with a number of big, big companies. Uh, and, and so in terms of engagement, um, obviously you're doing keynote speaking, you know, you worked with some large legacy or some large enterprise level companies. Uh, what did I see? Uh, Unilever, Starwood Hotels. Uh, of course, you've spoken on the TEDx stage, Salesforce you've spoken with, Microsoft, ING, Google. All right. So, uh, and even Disney, which I'm sure that must have been, you must have loved that. I really enjoyed that. And I I actually got something on top of that, something, I have my own Disney bucket list Uh and they gave me something because they they enjoyed the speech so much. I could have a little guest role in Cars 3 in the the Flemish version, like my native language. I have a very small, tiny cameo in Cars Ah. 3. So that was like a dream coming true for me. 
Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. All right. So Stephen, anyone's been listening to us, um, like who would be that, uh, you know, the decision maker or that key person, like who, uh, who would make a great introduction for you? Oh, um, I, I usually talk with uh, marketing customer people and senior management. That's typically mm-hmm. the, the kind of people that reach out for me and are looking for inspiration. I'm, I'm getting very much uh, or very often invited when there's like a, a senior leadership day or conference or, or just open conferences. And then I kick it off with some inspiration. And then, you know, someone else says, OK, this is interesting what, what Stephen is talking about. And we're going to apply this strategy in our company. And then I bring the inspiration, the motivation, and then people actually tell the troops what the plan is. And that's something that I really enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, And then uh, is your, so you spoke uh, for TEDx, is that I would imagine that's available on YouTube somewhere? It is. Yeah, it is. If you just uh, type in my name and TEDx, you'll find two TEDx talks. Great. Oh, in fact, um, on your website, Stephen Stephen Van Bellingham, um, you've got, if I click on keynote speeches, you've got a, uh, either this is a reel here or, wow, look at this, at the President Obama event in Amsterdam. (laughs) (laughs) That was wonderful. Stephen, thank you for the great work that you're doing. Uh, This is fantastic. Again, your website, stephenvanbellingham.com. Anything else that, that folks should know or look for when they reach out and engage with you? Oh, um, I'm very active on Instagram, just my full name, at the Stephen Van Balagam. I'm very active on LinkedIn. So the, everyone is very welcome to check me out on those platforms. Yeah, terrific. All right, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us. It was my pleasure, Josh. Josh, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit Up My Influence dot com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.